Welcome back to Arts About. Who was that calling? Was that Maxwell Smart? I don't know, Swanee. That's phone. you on the knobs again, isn't it? Yeah, me on the knobs. Uh, yes, Arts About, the show about art. That's a work of art in itself. Yes, it is. And Arts About is brought to you by the generosity of the McClellan Sculpture Park and Gallery. And you're here with me, Sally Bailey, and as I mentioned, Swanee on the Knobs today in the RPP studios for another week of stuff we want to know more about. Yes, where's John? Well, John is at headquarters actually today. There's an opening today of uh, the, the new Alexander Calder exhibition and he's in there talking with them. So we're going to hear about that a little bit later. All right, where's Mark? Uh, Mark's licking his wounds today. He's not feeling too flash. He's crawled up under the house and he's licking his wounds. All That's right. right. <clears throat> uh, so we're going to run the show together, you and me, Swanee. Is there you up for that? Yes, what's on, Sally? Okay, so today on the show, we're going to have Audible PFM's opera favourites presenter Anthony Ransom with us to talk about the new opera he has written. Tell I, might, us- I might have to go and get the spray. I'm a bit... Oh, mummy, me, 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 me. He's written a story about uh, William Buckley, who many, that yes. story, which of course will be familiar to many people from around here, yep. um, his short lived convict settlement on the Mornington Peninsula. So that's very exciting. And that is going to have a world premiere in Rosebud later on this month. So I heard. Mm-hmm. And he's going to be joined. It's not only Anthony's coming in. He's going to be joined by David Lampard, who is the director of the opera. Yes. And they're both going to bring us up to speed on this momentous project. And uh, we're going to hear a little bit of what goes into rehearsals, uh, which I think begin this week. Do you think I'll get a chance to ask about the origin of Buckley's Hope, whether it's actually William or Buckley? As if I'm going to be able to stop you asking, <clears throat> Swanee. Or Buckley and Nunn. Yes. There is some controversy. Is there now? Yeah. yeah. Of course, you're going to be bringing that up. Okay, so then after that, we're going to be talking with Simon Laurie, and he's the a senior curator at McClellan Gallery, and he's going to talk to us about two new exhibitions that have opened there this week, Solid mm. Light and Psychic Synth 2, uh, which sound rather spectacular and interesting um, new technology artwork from across generations. Psychic Synth. Mm. Remember the good old days? Uh, Fairlight computers oh or, yeah we used to think that was incredible didn't we yeah you know a bit about all that psychedelic sync too don't you i do indeed because of course i worked in that industry for some yeah. time with uh, one of the first illumination artists in australia lsd fog who we've had on the show several times that's right yeah a superstar in his own right well uh yeah so then we're going to get john on the phone and he's going to talk to us about alexander calder and what's on at headquarters and so before Yes. We do that. Let's have a listen to the opening theme, uh, the opening track of Buckley the Opera, and then we're going to talk with Anthony and David. Buckley the Opera. Here we go. There we are. <laughs> okay. All right, we might just cut that little bit out. On the 26th and 27th of April, uh, uh, a new opera presenting the story of convict William Buckley is going to be having its world premiere at the Rosebud Memorial Hall. We heard a little track there, which is going to be the opening, I think, of that said opera, recorded some time ago, I I assume, here at RPP. The opera was written by Opera Favourites presenter and conductor Anthony Ransom, who was himself a professional singer in Europe for decades before returning to Australia in 2000. Now, along with a librettist, writer and local historian Richard Cotter, Anthony has written an opera on the local theme of the convict William Buckley's escape in 1803, 
from the Collins settlement in Sorrento and his subsequent adventures. He's here with us today with the director, David Lampert, to tell us a lot more about this extraordinary project. Good morning, Anthony and David. Good Good morning, morning, Sally. Thank you so much for both coming in today. Total pleasure. It's the last day, I think, that you're going to have of normality before you kick into some rehearsals, (laughs) I understand. Well put. (laughs) (laughs) Let the madness begin. (laughs) Yeah, well, we're lucky to get you just before that has happened. Anthony... A world premiere for a new opera is something we don't get to see in Rosebud very often. It's, it's a huge endeavour. How are you holding up? Um, I've been through a few uh, times of, uh, of uncertainty and, and uh, stress, but uh, I'm really pumped now. I'm really excited for the next three weeks as we move towards the uh, premiere. This is a, a project that's been in gestation for about five years. Took mm-hmm. me about three years to... Well, I had to have the idea, which I got, um, as you may have heard before, from being at the settlement and visiting it and thinking, wouldn't it be wonderful to, to put on a show... And, because I come from opera, an opera down at the settlement, and then we realised that wouldn't work, so we got a collaborator, the Astral Theatre Society, and that's why we're doing it in Rosebud. But the important thing is it's a local story, Mm. uh, local history, and we're putting it on here locally. And it it is something unique because uh, no-one's ever written an opera down here and and, uh, about a local theme and performed it down here. And it is operatic in scale, isn't it, this story? It is an extraordinary story. Yes, it is. It's a, a, definitely an operatic theme. Mm. Yeah. Uh, we have, uh, some of our listeners might remember, of course, because we spoke to you about this about a year ago yeah. on the show. So uh, we must, you must obviously was, would have been four years in at that point. What's been going on for this year? Well, this last year, uh, it's been largely on my shoulders, but I have an absolutely amazing uh, project manager Judy Walsh and other uh, people who have donated their time and um, built it up. The work over the last 12 months has been basically um, doing the money raising, uh, making sure that uh, we we get a good team of singers, uh, finding some amateur singers for the chorus, uh, making sure that the um, Peninsula Chamber musicians uh, will be able to provide a good team for our orchestra, which is actually eight eight instruments, uh, and then moving towards doing all the administrative things that are necessary to get this large body of uh, mm. three, eight, uh, 24 it's, it's up to 30 people uh, <laughs> together. Yeah, David, you've come to the peninsula from South Australia, I think only today or yesterday. Um, you're an award-winning director and writer and production designer of opera in the past and, and in currently. How did you get ensnared in the Danish's project? <laughs> ensnared? It makes it sound so <laughs> operatic in itself. Yeah, right. Um, <laughs> um, I, it, it was a, a friend of mine, um, Nicholas Cannon, who was uh, initially uh, to be directing the, the production and um, recommended myself. So I have actually just moved to Melbourne, but I, oh, but I travel backwards and forwards to Adelaide quite a bit with work as well. So i um, just come back from there from uh, a couple of seasons. Um, so, yeah, it was um, Nick suggested myself to the project and um, unfortunately dates and times and aspirations all lined up together and um, I've been brought on board. It's extraordinary. <laughs> so you've obviously, as Anthony mentioned, been casting and uh, assembling this huge, huge uh, amount of people together <laughs> to do this thing. Who's in the cast? Tell us about the cast. Um, well, the casting was done 
previous to me. So. What, oh, was it? Oh, <laughs> I'm is, sorry. As is quite often the case, the, the director will get handed a um, cast. So, um, here you so go. Here you go. Make what you, you can. I know this. one of them right. um, from previously working in South Australia, which is um, Hugh, who's playing um, Collins. Yes. Um, but the rest of the cast are um, new to me. Um, quite a few Opera Australia people, um, Stephen Gallup. Um, Stephen Gallup, yep, and, yeah. um, and others in there as well. Uh, Lucas de Jong is a well-known Melbourne singer. Yep. Uh, uh, and uh, Michael Lampard, no relation. Well, I was just going to ask you that. <laughs> yes. No relation. <laughs> that is so funny. Yeah. Just two Lampards in the one production. Yeah. There we go. It's happened to me quite a bit, actually, and we're only a small family. I've but never even heard of your name yeah, before. Yeah, yeah. It it's happens not a in common Adelaide. name, no, is it? No, no, no. It's Frank Lampard, the soccer player, I think, is the only other famous Lampard I know of. So. Oh, yeah, that's a British <laughs> soccer player, isn't it? Yeah, yeah. Incre- incredible. Um, so Michael Lampard is playing yes. Buckley himself. Is yes, that yes, the yes. major role? Uh, yes, he is. Absolutely. Yeah. Um, there's a, it's mainly his story and um, um, this, what led to his escape and, um, uh, and this, this marriage um, to an Aboriginal woman. Um, which was Who three, you have. which has been condensed into one person for the sake of this opera. So, um, yeah, there's... Uh, yes, and who's an amazing singer as well. She is an amazing singer, but she is also a First Nations woman as well. She is, yeah. Yes, which is fantastic. Mm. Yeah, an extraordinary uh, mm. um, fluke of... Oh, not fluke of casting, but a, a great serendipitous mm. timing for yes. you guys to... I was, I was lucky enough to, to get Deborah Cheatham's uh, number and, and to talk to her. Yes. And as uh, you may know, Deborah's just written a second opera herself. Yes. Um, and she suggested Chante, who is maybe in her late tw- 20s, early 30s now, as she's really developing, developing her career. Lovely person, absolutely yes. wonderful lyric voice, the way she sings uh, uh, Bohème and other Puccini and, and late romantic roles is just stupendous and uh, looking forward to working with her again. Curiously, I have heard her sing before with Deborah Cheatham at a fundraising event for uh, McClellan Gallery a couple mm. of months ago and oh. at, she performed some of the opera that she has written. In fact, actually, I think she might also have performed a piece of La Bohème. Uh, so, I, yes, I, I have seen her perform. She's an amazing mm. singer. Amazing singer. Um, David, you've directed lots of operas operas with different companies, notably the South Australian Opera. How does it compare coming to our wonderful little region? I mean, it's clearly scale-wise very different to what what you work in. It all comes down down to story um, for me. So um, it doesn't matter where you're performing as long as we're telling a good story. Yep. And I think the the joy of this piece is that we're working with professionals and community, which I always mm. find is a um a fascinating um, you know, learning experience for both for yep. both groups of people. So um I'm really looking forward to to that as part of the process as well. So um this is still grand in scale um in terms of story and in terms of emotion um and that's what's important in um, in, in an opera mm. um, or any musical piece or theater piece. How many people have you, are you going to have on stage at any given time, including <laughs> the musicians? I, I, Sally, if you, I, I was going to ask about when do the elephants come in? <laughs> what, what are we talking about set-wise? So I was just counting up and going, there's 21 people and then eight, 21 people on stage and then there's eight in the orchestra. So Yeah, I think eight, 30, eight, eight, basically. Yeah, okay. eight, eight, chorus, yeah, 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 yeah. eight principles and eight, eight okay. uh, Right, the, so uh, we're, we're in the mid-20s. Yeah. It's a lot of people. Yeah. Mm. We're not so, going to pack the orchestra onto the stage, so <laughs> and, and they're Swanee. down on the right. It's Swanee. all in octaves, is it? Yeah, I think yeah. you might have been thinking about Aida. Ah. <laughs> 
<laughs> and the story of William Buckley, we yeah. all sort of know, it was about some ragtag convict who ran away and hid in a cave. But clearly there must be more depth to that. Yes. That's that. All I knew was Buckley's, you've got Buckley's. Yeah. That was well, all yes. I knew about it until I came to obviously have a conversation with Anthony, um, who knows much more. Well, that was my next question. Is it Buckley and Nunn? <laughs> Yeah, let's, or, let's step back from Buckley. Yeah, and yeah, yeah. Um, Buckley him, himself had this amazing life. He was able to stay alive through any number of vicissitudes right through this time until he found the uh, Waterong people on, on the other side of Port Phillip uh, and lived with them for 32 years and then came back to white society as Melbourne was being founded in 1835. So the expression has come out, we're not quite sure how. Uh, he had Buckley's chance of, of really managing to stay alive. He was the one exception to the rule. We think of Buckley's chance as being no chance at all. Then later wits have come up with the idea since we had the, the, the great old store in Melbourne, Buckley and Nunn. Mm. Uh, yeah. Did he have Buckley's chance? No, he had Buckley and Nunn. None. Mm. Yeah. Okay. Uh, tell me, how has the Indigenous population on the peninsula responded to the work? Have you had uh, much interaction with them and response from them? It's been a slow process. Uh, the first part for us was to get the Waterong people uh, to, to agree that uh, it was a, a sensitive approach and, and that uh, they could agree to that. Uh, Uncle Brian Powell uh, is a, a Waterong elder based in Ballarat and he wrote us an absolutely lovely letter about um, 15 months ago saying he... he he was happy with the, with the process. Uh, in the more recent past, my sister, Philippa Ransom, who's worked for 15 years with Hillis Maris, who did Women of the Sun, ah. that wonderful series mm -hmm. in about the 1970s. Uh, she worked, my sister worked with the Aboriginal people here, the Koori people in Victoria, set up uh, the school in Healesville uh, and uh, various other clinics and, and various other things. And then... She kind of lost contact and has now come back to contact with her old friends in that area, um, Hillis's sister, Lois, who runs the school, um, and also Carolyn Briggs, who is going to do a, um, uh, an acknowledgement uh, and welcome to country, this sort of thing, before the opera begins. And it looks as if we might be able to get Carissa from the Koori Foundation at Federation Square to actually also play a, quite a small part in the production. Oh, that's so fantastic. Yeah. That's really wonderful. Um, one of the things that most people know about opera is that it's incredibly expensive to produce. So, uh, you know, let alone the, the number of people that you have on stage, which you said is sort of in the high 20s, and then you have costumes and you have rehearsal times and all of that. How have you gone about it? Um, we looked to Creative Victoria and we thought we might get a good size grant from them, but we were competing with lots of other people, mm -hmm. even though our, our little project was unique. Um, so we didn't have any luck there. But we have a very uh, big and important sponsor in the form of Hans Henkel, who uh, supports opera in Melbourne to the tune of hundreds of thousands of dollars. He's, he's sent Melbourne opera to China. Uh, he's supported all the Strauss and Wagner operas that they and others have been doing and um, 
and we're very lucky to have him uh, on board. And in addition, we've had funding from the Shire, from the Bendigo Bank, uh, from Ballura. Oh, um, and uh, all of this has come together and we've got to try and make do with the budget of about $60,000. So it's quixotic here down on the peninsula. Uh, but, you know, it's just something I really wanted to do. Of course. Well, the things don't get done until people actually, you know, stick their neck out and, and, and try these things. Um, the Australian Cultural Fund, you used a, a fundraising platform. Was that of any use? Uh, it was of some use yeah. um, by virtue of the fact that people who donate there and Hans Henkel did that through them, uh, they are able to get that set against tax. Right, yeah. yeah. Um, now, Anthony, you're going to be sharing a, a role with Joseph Lallo yes. in conducting the piece. Yes. What's that like handing over your baby? <laughs> <laughs> well, um, it was actually Anthony Pope, the uh, very active um, brass player in o uh, Orchestra Victoria and also president of the um, Peninsula Chamber of Musicians, who said to me, look, you're carrying so much on your shoulders. Wouldn't it be a good idea to just step back at the end and let somebody else conduct it? And I let that go through my mind. And I realised that that really was an extremely good idea. Yeah. And so I I will be really happy to sit back and, and give, and give tips and so it. on and, and actually watch, watch it. it. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. But I'm very closely involved in absolutely everything, including it uh, now, these various uh, rehearsals that we're doing. Uh, Fantastic. Where, where I'll be having to do some conducting when he's not available here. David, um, oh, you, you've obviously worked in the opera field for a very long time. Is this how new operas actually start? Is this how... Is oh. this how the, like, I've been involved with a couple of new operas, very yeah. fortunate, and new musicals because I work in musical theatre as well. So um, it's a it's a process. It's it starts with passion. It starts well. Mm. It starts with an idea, yeah. um, and then it starts with an idea that won't fall out of someone's head until they actually force it out yeah. <laughs> into something that becomes creative. So um, yeah, it, it's fire, passion. It is. It's the writing process, which often people do for nothing. It's yeah. just you know that thing that they have to do. Um, and then it's all those other ducks that come into a line and they line up in so many different ways. Mm. Um, so I'm working on another project at the moment, which is went through one orchestration. It's uh, sorry, one composition person and it's now gone on to a second composition. It's it's a fascinating process. It's different every time. There's an opera in the making of opera. Yeah, but there is. <laughs> so is the is it likely that, you know, if this if this is turns out to be the most wonderful thing that you hope it will be, of course, is that that, that it will go on, it will have another life oh, somewhere. Oh, there's always hope for more life. Yeah. It's always hope Less for more life. to know. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> yes. Yes, of course. So... Um, it, it, is it a long opera? It, do operas have a length of time? Is it, is it you know? No, <laughs> no they, they do not. They, they have depends. a format, though, don't they? They have a sequence of... of um, musical forms that they go through. Is Until that you right? break the form. Yeah, <laughs> yeah the, right. the, the form is extremely important. You want to have it. A symphony has a form, uh, like sonata form and so on. And my idea was to bring back Wagnerian type leitmotifs. So there's a feeling that, oh, I recognize that melody and that melody has an association and so on. Like the one at the very beginning, the loneliness of the Australian yeah. landscape for the white settlers. Um, and an opera can have any kind of length. It can be like uh, this one, it's about an hour and 20 minutes, or it can go to a Wagner length of five hours or even the length of Wagner's ring. Yes. It's not going to be that, though, is it? <laughs> we won't do <laughs> that to our audience. <laughs> well, Buckley the Opera is going to be on at the Rosebud Memorial Hall on the 
27th and 28th. 26th. 26th. The sorry. Friday night at 8pm and Saturday the 27th at 2pm. At 2pm. And it's a it's the Memorial Hall, so we're not going to fit thousands of people in there. So tickets are going to be at a premium, aren't they? How do people buy tickets? The best way is to just go on to www.trybooking.com, yep. oblique stroke, Batlo, B-A-T-L-O. But there's also a number that they can reach, which I don't have in my That's mind. That's okay. What I will do is I'll put a link on our Facebook page for our listeners so that they can, that will take them directly to that and recommend to them all that they better get onto it fairly soon because there's only two nights it's a world premiere in rosebud buckley the opera it's an extraordinary event um so i think now we've got another track from a previous recording of your work i think we've got a little more of the same yeah can we can we go out we're listening to a little bit more of buckley so. the opera. thank you both so much for coming and talking to us today Great um pleasure, absolutely, absolutely break a leg and everything else <laughs> that's required it's an incredible thing and go you